everybody welcome back to the unofficial elder scrolls podcast i'm pylon your host as always and it's been it's been a minute since we've been here uh i was talking just before we started the show and i'm like i don't remember how to do any of this stuff it's been over a month and a half now i think since we've done an actual recording yeah um doc's not here this week doc unfortunately had a someone in her family pass away so she's not with us so she's in our thoughts and prayers this week as we go on but Without Doc, we have room for two other folks here tonight. So I want to welcome AKB back again. How have you been, AKB? Hey, I've been places. You've been places? That's more than I can say. I don't know why I said that. That's completely untrue. <laughs> this is actually 100% unfactual. Like, it's like I uh, was on a call with my parents and they're asking me, Oh, are you seeing anyone? and stuff like that and i just go like yeah yeah sure just to get past it but no i've i've been nowhere yeah nothing has happened to me i've been nowhere i've done nothing um i've done a lot of stuff like inside my house but i feel like i have no news to tell i occasionally stare at the wall um blankly like a cat. Anyway, back to you, Pylon. Anyways, yeah. Um, and as well, we also have Baratron here. Baratron, how are you doing this evening slash morning for you? This evening slash morning. Yes, it's 2.09 a.m. Yeah, that's um, morning. I miss trees. You miss trees? Um, I miss trees, yes, because from my house, I can only see the sprotty trees up at the railway line. And I was going through my phone when, when, I, when I last went out in May, you know, went up to the park. <laughs> <laughs> these, these photographs of trees and i was like i miss trees and every so often people send me pictures of trees and i'm like mm, it was outside once i can send you daily updates of one of the trees in my backyard so you can see like uh, as it becomes back into bloom again and as we transverse into spring you can if you like and then we could and and, and you know if you angle the camera so i was thinking of setting up way. a tripod and then i could just click then time lapse yeah we could do like a time lapse and and then My you can internet, set it up. By the way, is not good. You can set up that uh, tree's Twitter account, have it automatically <laughs> post to it. I'm Perfect. not joking. People would follow that. I'd I'd watch that. Yeah. No. Um. So so seriously, I've been complaining that the the guys are going roboticy. <laughs> And um, my video keeps going funny, and every so often my Twitch is is you know having to catch up. So so hopefully I won't just disappear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my if internet. If you do, you can but just join clearly, again. Clearly, my internet is just not happy. Yeah, it, but I'm just letting you know now. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's the first one back of 2021, so the chances of uh, technical difficulties are about 150 percent. So, I'm not too too worried. My husband, my husband keeps walking around saying, you know, oh, it's December the the. We must be up to about the 59th by now. Yeah, yeah. 2020.5. It's 2020.5 yeah, right now. That's what he keeps doing, and it's like, okay, babe. Okay, well, why don't we go and pop over to the news and see what's going on there. So, since it's been a while, we actually have a lot of news to go over because, I don't know, all of 2021 so far, we haven't really been here, so we've been got a lot of catch up on there some stuff happened towards the end of the year that we haven't really talked about or gone over so we figured we'll talk a load a lot of it um baritron do you want to get us started and going on with what we have uh, had some teasers for with gates of oblivion 
It was a very short teaser, wasn't yeah, it? it? It was, a... was like a little over a minute. And what we discovered is that the new year of the whatever is called Gates of Oblivion. Which, which makes some sense because it is the 15th uh, anniversary. anniversary of Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. And it appears to feature Everly Sharp Arrow from... Orsinium. Uh, I was going to say Mark Arth because my brain's not with it. <laughs> um, Orsinium. <laughs> yeah, from the Rothgar, from the Rothgar DLC. Or Orsinium. They, they, they changed their mind several times about what the actual title of the DLC was. And I'm not sure what they actually settled on. I think it's Orsinium. Yes, Rothgar Orsinium. Yeah, um, she's the, the perky Bosma archer who's on her first adventure. Um, and what I discovered... Of, sorry? Uh, what I, I discovered... Uh, I'm sorry, just go on. I will go back to that in a bit. You discovered something about Everly or about... <laughs> anyway... Um, it's in here later. So, during this... Um, you see uh, Meryn Stagon and with his forearms and his redness and he's very large. And his back. We discovered that... Twitter, yeah, Twitter discovered informed a me a lot the, about his back. <laughs> a lot of the Elder Scrolls community are, are clearly having issues. Um, <laughs> it's been a long because year. Because they were like, big, big daddy. Big daddy Dagon. <laughs> big daddy Dagon. <laughs> yeah. Of his shoulders have been like the like inspiration for many a tweet and many a video, mm-hmm. I think, so far. And poor Sarah Hecker, who who runs the um the official uh, <laughs> at TES online account, was like <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> it's one thing one thing all the fans being thirsty about, say, Fenorian, who's a pretty uh actually what, what race is he? But he's a pretty vampire. What, what race is he? Is he an Altmer or is he a... I think he's Altmer. Is he an Altmer? Anyway, pretty, pretty uh, guy. But, you know, it's one th- one thing everybody being 30 about that, but Big Daddy Dagon in his leather and chains and his, you know, big well, leather collar. And Dagon yeah. is beautiful. He's beautiful well, in his own way. In his own way. Um, the other thing we see in the trailer, I'm sorry, I was, I was saying, you know, my nose always starts itching when I start streaming and I don't understand <laughs> it. It's because you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I'm allergic to to streaming. Um, Everly is accompanied by an Argonian who appears to be some form of of priest or shaman uh, who is uh, has the blindfold like the moth priest. So you know bears these the sign of possibly having been blinded. And there's a book with a big oblivion symbol on, which reminds some of us of the Mysterium Zarx Zarxes. Yeah. And that's all we know. You know, it's a minute. It's, you, you can't do much in a minute. There, there were some uh, Daedric letters on the floor and some people have, that you see for a fraction of a yeah. second. And, you know, some fans have attempted to screenshot it. And it's like, does it say door? <laughs> they came up with a few different things that it might say. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, the only other thing we did see is um, a letter was sent out with a coin to a number of influencers in the media for Elder Scrolls Online with a coin and the letter from uh, Lyranth or Lyranth. How do you pronounce it? Lyranth. 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 Yeah, which was just basically like a little mortal, I have some things for you coming up in the future. So it was also so very vague. The- Lyranth is from the Cold Harbor story. Yes. And you meet her again 
in Imperial City Prison. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's a, a Daedra. Uh, but that's she's all we know. The there wasn't really a Cold much. Harbor uh, storyline. I'm sorry, there's what? Uh, Larynth, you also run into her in Cold Harbor. I said that. Yeah, that was the first one she said. Uh, it's... <laughs> uh, she's in... Uh, what's it called? I, I never remember the ar- default uh, game Argonian Zone. Merkmire? Shadowfen? Shadowfen, yeah. She's in Shadowfen. She in sh- Yeah, she? she uh, you run into her in a temple. She's locked up. You free her. She tells you about the Skin Stealer's plot. Oh, Ooh. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Good catch. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, the, the letter like didn't have right. nearly Ooh. as much information. Um, last year before the Greymore teaser, there was like maps sent out that you could like overlay with each other and like that kind of pointed to different spots on the map, uh, things that would be going on. But it's the coins that seem much more vague. I think um, AKP was working on some theories with that, that they're, they might be related to the different uh, clans of Daedra. No, there that didn't work. Is stuff you can overlay with each other, and fans have done that, and it's kind of creates a map of Colo- uh, Colovia. Oh, depending interesting. On how you do it, but yeah, I, I haven't I, seen I that. Personally, don't trust it. Yeah, I haven't seen that we, anywhere. We did a lot of theory crafting. Uh, the coins were, to me, probably an indicator that. They want to do something with the uh, Daedric clans that they introduced back in Battlespire. Yeah. Uh, the Basically, uh, all the coins shared one face, uh, which was a symbol of uh, the Dawn, which is a very common uh, symbol for Mirren Stagon. It just reads Mirren Stagon, Destruction, Change, Ambition, which common uh, Dagon thing. There's also a goat one, which a goat. there was a uh, three, three different, different designs yeah. for the other face of the coin. All of them had the dawn face, and then you would have either a wolf face, a goat face, or a weird bug face. These are the official names, by the way. We definitely <laughs> didn't just make them up based off of what they kind of look like. No, totally. Uh, the Wait, wolf fuck. face says ambition fell. Cunning, justice, hope, courage. The weird bug faces ambition, one power, strength, honor, revolution. And the goat face says ambitions, <laughs> knowledge, freedom, wisdom, energ, adventure. It probably means energy, but because it's Daedric, they don't include X's or Y's. Common little rule. Um, so interesting to see what's going to be happening there. We'll find out more about everything on January 26th. It was going to be the 21st, I believe. Yes. Yes. But it was delayed because of the, that's the day after the presidential inauguration and they just didn't want to have any overlap with that and there's any issues. Yeah. So, so, um, apparently I'm not terribly up on U.S. geography, but apparently, um, Maryland is is very close, is right next to D.C., yeah, so they have a so, lot of a lot of apparently the majority of their employees live in or around DC. So, uh, so they're just moving that over to the twenty sixth uh, at five p.m. Eastern time, which is ten p.m. GMT. Um, we had new life came and left since we've had a podcast, so we don't really have too too much um, 
going on there. We ex- It happened. It happened. It was a thing. I didn't, I will be honest, I didn't participate as much in this new life as I did normally, but it, it had nothing to do with new life being a problem or any issues with the game itself. It was just for whatever reason, I just could not get any ambition to play anything during the like Christmas. Like I barely touched ESO for the past like month. Mm-hmm. Just other Good than time like, to yeah. take breaks. Yeah, I was just kind of taking a break to chill out, relax, just hang out at home, playing some other games just to try so stuff. They introduced uh, a quest for Imperials and it's actually separate to the yeah. to the new life. So you've got the you've got the nine uh basic races quests and then you've got an imperial quest and the imperial quest sends you to a <laughs> random zone and you have to go there find the the altar and write a letter light a candle burn the letter and then you may see the ghost <laughs> of someone who uh, you know somebody who, who you've seen before and there were things like king lalorian diner there was um whichever of the twins didn't become the main in yeah. the uh, AD storyline, there was um, some people from Rothgar. Uh, there were, who else was there? Prince Naimon. I can't help you uh, with this because I ran this yeah, on yeah, a yeah, new no, character just... and didn't see oh, a well, single ghost. Didn't see a single ghost. Well, that wasn't very, very bright, was well, it? Well, it's because that's the um, character I wanted to get all the, like, everything all okay fair enough so i was like oh i want to run it on this character and not my crafting character that's done all the questing like my Mm -hmm. crafters done all that stuff so i was like i want to run it on this guy and get all the benefits blah 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 but then i was like oh yeah i didn't see a single ghost the entire time so it seemed to be based entirely on if you had completed quests Mm -hmm. that resulted in somebody dying essentially (laughs) yeah it was also super random, though. I mean, I, I, like, my first three days, I did it um, on my most played character on NA and my most played character on EU, and saw nobody, and was like, <laughs> and then, um, then I suddenly saw someone, was like, oh, yay! I did take screenshots of every single, every single character. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Yeah, on uh, the wiki somewhere, probably. It is. Well, they were, they popped. Oh, it is, which is already okay. That's good. yeah. It's Captain Elado. Earl Lathan, High Priestess Silgra, Cassandra, Kali or Shaza, depending on which one you chose, King mm-hmm. Kirak, King Lalorian Dinah, Little Leaf, <laughs> Prince Naaman. Oh, I forgot about Little Leaf. I forgot about Little Leaf. Right Break Master, my heart, why Ike don't Chasis. you? Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, I think it's Ikes. I think it's Ikesis. Uh, Pylon, how do you roll? How do I roll? With With that name. Which name? <laughs> right Master Icasis. Yes. Why are you asking me about pronunciations? Then we have Aaron <laughs> Aquileros, ignoring your question. Oh, yes, and of course. And Who's the last one? Veya Relith. She is uh, from that. the Crystal Tower. Oh, okay. I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've... Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any of them, so I don't know too too much about this so it's been a bit yeah but that was cool i, I like that new addition to the game um that's mostly what i ended up doing i found i was running those because i've like i've done all of the other like new life quests so many times that it was nice to be like oh i'll do this one it's new and mm-hmm. go to different and zones gave the same it same gave rewards. the same rewards so it was kind of fun yeah 
other than that there hasn't been a ton of eso news um what we did have was a matt fire fire uh wrote a letter to the community kind of like his uh annual recap of what the year was and since it was 2020 with all the craziness he kind of went over and wrote about what 2020 meant for the eso team and it was actually really i i was i found it to be a very refreshing letter because he was incredibly candid with it um yeah. he stated basically he's like like this is what happened it was a crazy year we started working from home right away we tried to do all that and we made mistakes we made mistakes because we thought we could keep up with the the same amount of content that we did before but we we've learned from that that we can't do what we were doing um i think his quote was having much of the world shut down led to huge changes in player behavior in the game far longer play sessions and far more people were playing so the games was heavier in use the housing system spiked, which he said was very unexpected, but kind of cool. Mm. Um, but he said, but we kept yeah. our aggressive development schedule that in hindsight might not have been the right strategy. Um, as all of the launches came with major bugs, as we talked about a lot last year. And as I kind of suspected during the whole thing, and, it's, and it was because of the switch to work to home, work to home, work from home. It's, mm. It was too much to take that and just continue going on as if nothing else had changed. So. Yeah. Whenever they... Sorry. Oh, uh, there is just a giant difference between, for a project like ESO's development, being able to go look over at what an employee is doing versus having to write them a letter or calling them Mm -hmm. up. It's just... It was a guaranteed disaster no matter what. Like, I remember... from... um like I remember management point of view yeah um I mean when when they talk about in in the ESO lives you know it's really common for them just to wander around and yeah. look yeah. at what everybody else is doing and you can't do that if you're in physically different places and exactly. like the other thing too is like uh even with myself like working in software development there's a lot of times like if something was broken before somebody would hear you talking about it and be like oh i ran into a bug uh i know actually a little bit about that i overheard you talking about that but when you're working Mm -hmm. remotely you don't hear any of this stuff unless someone specifically talks about it so someone could be sitting there pounding their head against a bug for an hour when somebody's fixed it somewhere else and they didn't even know about it so it's just like a lot of that communication gets dropped yeah and at the same time it's a entirely different kind of managerial strategy you would need to handle a team remotely yeah. versus in person. So it's, I, I understand uh, what, why it happened and I'm glad they were willing to say, Hey, this is on us. We screwed up. So the one thing I think that we might see from this is I will not be surprised if there's a little bit of a change uh, going into the future of, what next year looks like in the kind of content layout. Like, I don't think we may, we may not see the DLC chapter, um, dungeon DLC story. Well, the thing that was interesting though, was that there was a specific quote. Uh, hang on, let me yeah. He said, um, quote. working on less new systems. He, he said less new systems. But the other thing he said was, uh, there was something in there about not changing. Hang on one second. I didn't see anything that said specifically we're not going to change the rollout. I don't remember seeing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there was. There was. Um. Um. But I. Yeah. Uh, with our standard content updates continuing unchanged. Oh, okay. It was actually in brackets straight after where they were saying they were developing more time, 
devoting more time overall to stability and game performance, less time to new game systems, but then brackets with our standard content updates continuing unchanged. I wonder if that and was he, edited if, in. And he does say, I don't know. And he does say, uh, you know, that at the moment when they started working from home in March, they were already working on... Oh, hang on, that's for... That's for 2020. But yeah. Yeah. And they're planning to stay remote for at least half. I believe half of the team is planning to stay remote for, or the team is planning to work remotely for roughly the first half of 2021 right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the introduced fire new systems program will continue throughout 2021, which I'm okay with if they're just focused on kind of cleaning things up, maybe add a couple new things. Cause I, they can't not add things. If they don't add things to the game, people are going to stop playing. Like that's, yeah. That's just going to be something that's going to happen. People stop playing though. I know it's kind of it's so it's much. a balancing act. Like if you don't add new features, people are going to get bored with the game. If you like, there's only so much new content you can add before people are like, yeah. oh, but I want a new weapon style. But they might be able to make something mm. new. I think they'll be able to make something new that's less impactful than like a full new cat class or a full new thing like that. Um, and at the same time, they. Uh, this is something that comes up a lot when people are going in, well, they should just not do updates. They should focus on, uh, just bug fixing. They don't have, like, they have employees with very specialized yeah. jobs that <laughs> mm -hmm. don't delve into that, uh, part of the code. Yeah. Probably one fifth all. of their team actually would work on yeah. bug fixes. And that's including like, QA. Yeah, I mean, and if you, got, the, if the you want an uh, artist to go write some code, uh, try out, hammer out those bugs. <laughs> I yeah, want, not no, that. what I want is Tuttle to get in there and start doing some bug fixes. Because clearly he should be able to get in there and just like start digging into like why I can't like uh, why I'm disconnecting in certain dungeons. Right. It, mm -hmm. Clearly it's his job. Yeah, I think he did exactly. That's why even <laughs> if they say, hey, we're focusing more on a uh, bug fixing you need to understand that they can't really stop that side of the team from yeah. continuing to develop because otherwise they don't have a job yeah. yeah so i think it'll be interesting to see what we find out on the 26th um i think it'll be i'm excited either way um as people have probably if you've seen our twitch channel i've been replaying oblivion um and learning how little i remember it's about it so good still it's still yeah the game holds up incredibly and not playing it for 15 years is really good if you want to basically have a brand new game that you don't know what's gonna happen like i remember v like very vague details but i'm like i couldn't tell you how to go from one location to another in oblivion right now um so that's been a lot of fun there are a lot of fans who seems to think that the year that the gates of oblivion is going to be the exact same story and it's like no yeah I anybody who thinks that they're just gonna do the, the the oblivion evasion again like there's no yeah, way they think that there are people who seriously think that i mean was eso morrowind the exact same story as elder scrolls 3 morrowind yeah you don't think so you know it used the same map but it wasn't the same story so i don't know i don't know where people are getting this from i don't know um i don't know um but that's basically it for elder scrolls online news as we said, they're, they're, it's it's usually pretty radio silent until we get to the reveal of the chapter. Uh, we see the teas that get sent out to different people, and then that's kind of it. Um, in Legends news, it finally got shut down in Asia, so the Asian client is no longer accessible at all. There's no there's no more Asian client essentially anymore. Um, 
outside of that, there was, um, there's an allegiance gauntlet happening right now until tomorrow, actually. So we do get our legends news in there, uh, where players can compete with decks made exclusively of cards of single attributes. So there's no mixing attributes or multi attributes allowed. Um, and yes, it closes at noon Eastern time tomorrow. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, I'm sorry, you barely have time left. If you really <laughs> want to get in there and play it. If you listen to it live, then, then you're good. Yeah. And you can always I appreciate the fact that we took some time to talk about legends. Actually, it reminds me I have to do more filming for that game still. Yes. Cause I want to film most of the story content before it mm, disappears. Because I have a feeling that is going to be sooner than later. Yeah. Um, no Blades news so far in the new year. Um, we did get a nice little um, reveal that you guys probably heard about. And I haven't actually been here to talk about it. But we talked with the folks at Modifius. And they announced that they're going to be going to ESO next. Which is really exciting, I find. Um, they showed us the miniatures from the... They're based on the cinematic trailers. Uh, which is really, really cool. I'm really excited to see it. We got to see what the characters look like. And apparently they had already built out those minis before any of the Skyrim ones. That's originally what they p- pitched to Bethesda. And they're just... Oh, okay. Baratron apparently hasn't listened to the interview yet. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> it, was, it was actually Maybe. a really good yeah. interview. I was really happy with it. The they're, the guys from there are super nice, really friendly guys, very passionate about what they do. Um, It was a really interesting interview. I had a quick look and, you know, I saw it was like bald guy with beard, bald guy with beard, bald guy with beard and pylon. <laughs> yeah, did they? Have, did Chris have a beard? I don't even remember now. But yeah, that's basically yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, all three. All three. Yeah, I, the, the two of them plus plus uh, Benefactor. And I was, I, yeah, I, I had a very quick look. I, I watched IG. it like three times and uh, Pylon will remember this. <laughs> like, I was just brain fried trying to uh, get the most important details for our article about it because it, it was an hour long interview and yeah i wasn't this was uh like the first time where i wasn't involved with it at all yeah so, well it was mostly benefactor it was just benefactor essentially was just like hey can you help me with yeah. this and i'm like yeah i could help with yeah. this because so i, think I he ended up more. just asking pylon here's what i wrote does this make <laughs> does sound do right? these words make sense yeah in this order did I word good, sir? Did I word good? It is. It is hard, though. I mean, it is really, really tiring when you do, when you do that when you're trying trying to oh, yeah. type out the reveals. Yeah, there's a lot of going on. Um, other than that, there hasn't really been a ton of news uh, since it's the beginning of the year. So, uh, why don't we go over and we're gonna thank all the people that help bring this podcast to you. So I want to just thank everybody who helps support UESP in one way or another. And I want to start off by thanking everybody who uh, subscribes to our Patreon. So you can always find that at patreon.com slash UESP. So I want to thank our newest uh, patrons. And there's a big list of them because it's been a while. We have Andrew Schaff, David Sabog. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Skirts with multiple Zs. Uh, Mara Berna. I wish I could pronounce this last name. <laughs> Johannes Dottir. Johannes Dottir. Sure. Uh, Madison Turlington, 
123 Alfonso123, uh, David Ellis, Laura Blueberry, Rob Schneider. I hope that's actually... Is that... <laughs> I hope it's Rob Schneider, the actor. Um, Nick Agard, uh, Christian Kalek, and Victoria. I want to thank you guys for supporting us there. I didn't get a chance to run through all of our new Twitch subscribers because I thanked them in our last one. Uh, so if you ever want to help us out, another way you can do it is subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, if you're watching us live, it's great. If you're not, it's twitch.tv slash UESP. Uh, great way to help us out there. And you can subscribe with Prime and it helps keep this going. As well, you can always write a review for us on iTunes. That's a good way to boost up our listenership and put us to the top of the searches. Because for some reason, like we still don't show up as... If you type in Elder Scrolls podcast, we're not like right at the top all the time. There's a few podcasts that haven't had an episode in years that still show up above us. So we need to get some more reviews. So we show up on the search there. Um, <laughs> last but not least, as always, best thing you can do to help us out, make an account on the wiki and start going to town, making some edits. It really, the bread and butter of everything is the wiki and the wiki wouldn't exist without people going in and updating it because it's a community involved, community focused environment run community run that's the word i was looking for thank you akb uh before we move on from this uh just a quick note if you do support the patreon right now uh with the annual tier for iron or steel still uh you will still get the uh current 2021 calendar and 25th anniversary coin oh you're we still have a few of those and we are actively trying to send out the last few so it is a while supplies last thing because we're not going to be making more but we are if you uh do it right now we still have a few left and if you don't have one they're awesome make sure you get one they are really good yeah yeah very very cool okay well why don't we pop over and talk about what we've been up to for all of 2021 so far Okay, well, since it's a new year, I might as well introduce what we do here again, if anybody's new. So the scholarly pursuit section is where we talk about all the different things that we've been up to in the world of the Elder Scrolls. So why don't I start off with Baratron? What have you been up to, Baratron? Oh, in the world of Elder Scrolls. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> or other things uh, well, sometimes. I... <laughs> okay, well, I sent out Christmas cards to guildies who wanted them, and they've been arriving over the past few days. So, you know, they only took a month. I was going to ask you for one and I had typed out the message and never hit enter. I was like, I'll send you my address. And I just, if you don't ever hit enter, I don't know where you live. But it was one of those things like I, I did this probably 30 to 40 times over the break because my brain was just fried out, super burnt out from Mm -hmm. just like COVID fatigue. And just like, I would just start sending someone a message and then just be like, okay. And then go to something else and just never look at it again. And then be like, oh yeah, I was going to, oh yeah, no, that didn't happen. Eh. So not your fault. Oh, well. Next year. Well, next year. Next year, I'll start sending them in November, I think. The postal service was so yeah. bad. But, and, and people were like, oh yes. And those were very, very Baratron cards because they were, they were cards with bears on. Um... <laughs> And uh, yes, yeah, so I haven't really been doing so much game playing. I've been doing like creative stuff. Um, I've been making characters on Hero Forge, which is this um, 
some of the people from the UESP Discord got super into Hero Forge, and it's like basically um, you can design 3D miniatures. And then you don't have to get them printed. You can just design them on the screen. And uh, it's really nifty because there's, um, you know, fa fantasy stuff and then sort of cyberpunky stuff and then modern stuff. So, like, I made a miniature of my husband as a bear holding <laughs> a mug of coffee and a phone <laughs> with some books at his feet. And I was like, yep, that's my husband. So, uh Yeah making characters and i did get one of them 3d printed oh that's cool that's what i ran off for yeah so i was like i don't think you can see it but uh yeah this is, well, this are, is him you gotta move it back and a little bit there we go that's awesome yeah, actually there we go it's it's only going in focus sometimes but yeah basically he's a cupid so he's got the the golden arrow and wings and uh those are really high he's quality a very special cupid yeah, I mean it's 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 tiny, you know. It's it's he is three three centimeters or thirty millimeters. Oh, that's still that's a good size for a miniature. Um, but yeah, I went for the the color three three D print, which which is it, I got a special offer, so it's thirty five US dollars. And if I just wanted to play with, I mean, I actually am happy with this. Somebody who can paint, who can paint fine detail, would be able to do better. And it is matte rather than gloss. Wait, so you uh, painted that of... as well? No. Oh, it no, came no, no. colored. Okay. That's, That's what I thought. It came colored. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, somebody who can do the, has a steady hand to do the tiny, tiny details would, would probably get, uh, be better just, just buying it um, and painting it themselves. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit disappointing that it's matte because, you know, it, the, the, the black in particular came out really, really gray. Oh. But yeah, I was happy. Um, and I've been designing all kinds of characters. And I, I made a Martin Septum <laughs> in about five minutes. And then I then I looked at the wiki and changed a few things around. And then, you know, that took another five minutes. So my 10-minute Martin Septum, I posted him. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's really good. Good old like, yeah, Martin. I know what Martin Septum looks like. Uh, and, yeah, I've been writing fan fiction and uh, helping other people write theirs. Nice. Uh, doing, like, beta reading and stuff. So, yeah. Made made a few friends that way. Um, oh, it was so funny! Somebody on the on the UESP Discord suddenly realised that I was the author of their favourite fic, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> how many people named Baratron who have a thing about Martin Septim? Do you think there are in the Elder Scrolls community? You know, there could it's be not, more it's than not one. Exactly, there could be more than one, but it's it's unlikely. That's so funny. It was funny, yeah. So that's it, really. Yeah. Um, and then since since the end of the holidays, uh, doing more more trial running again because a, a lot of the regular events did shut down. Yeah, because of people not being around. Yeah, much like the podcast, everything kind of shuts down for the holidays mm -hmm. just because it's just hard to get people scheduled, and then people are also off traveling, so you don't want to run too many things because you're like, oh, well. Pe people travel. <laughs> yeah, I guess not this year. Not so much. No, um, I actually have um, I know a couple of people in Bosnia. Uh, and it's it was you know bad weather this this weekend, so they just went to a different part of Bosnia. They can do that; they can travel in their own country. I was like, weird. Gosh, I don't know what that's you. like. Yeah. Well, it could be. What have you been up to? Um, I've been places, but you. We already discovered that that was a lie. <laughs> yes, we. That was a lie. <laughs> uh, I have. It's been almost a year since I've gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like yeah legitimately like 
it, it's getting to me, but it's also, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, the last time I went anywhere was PAX. That was li- like, yeah, not exactly even a joke. That was the last time I left like my, my, my vicinity, uh, other than like groceries and stuff like that. Yeah. I, well, I, the last place I went was uh, actually uh, George Washington's house. Oh, and I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Wow, that was, was. Yeah, Mount Vernon is very nice. It definitely want to go back if uh, people are ever allowed to visit places ever again. I'm right sure now, it's looking like that's a no, though. So, I guess I'll have the memory. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, uh, spending a year in isolation, you know, I've been doing my writing. I've been working on my various projects. It is, it. I mean, it's nice having something to turn to every day. Like if ever I get into much of a like, uh, there have been days where I'm going like, oh wow, uh, everything's terrible, and I can just go like, you know, what? I'm just gonna make up ideas for interesting topics for our social media stuff like that it's it's uh pretty enjoyable there has been some genuinely very funny stuff on social media yeah if you yeah. don't follow like, our twitter genuinely, account um yeah there has been stuff where i've you know almost fallen off my chair yeah there's been some really good, <laughs> really good stuff there so yeah make sure you go follow us uesp underscore net on twitter it's super funny i don't know if you post again i don't check facebook so i don't see it all the time but do you post the memes and stuff to Facebook too? Yes. I, I've actually been trying to do less jokey stuff as of late. Oh, but the jokes were uh, so good. I, I, I try to mix it up. Yeah, There's it's good. To, you don't I, want to keep it too meme-y. Meme-y. Yeah, I, I like the. I mean, I like the Tumblr where you sometimes you post something serious and people reply with silly or vice versa. I find that very interesting that, yeah. it, you know, a thread often isn't serious all the way through or, or, or silly all the way through. It's a mix. Yeah. And well, I like that. I like that sense of engagement with the community. It's, it's I mean, it's part of the way I was, I was being taught how to teach people things. It, you want to come at it from multiple directions. Like you want the audio, the visual, the kinesthetic that's not the right term for it but it's when you actually get to do it uh yeah want... a little bit a little bit hard with with uh but for me stuff. part of that is you have to also change up your tone for that like you can't just go every day like oh and this is uh a guar like <laughs> who cares <laughs> I mean, I love like, the. I, didn't you actually just tweet this as a guar once, and it was hilarious. Yeah, I have probably. Actually I think you did actually this just tweet just that. Guar once. Uh, it was gold. But I also tweet things like, "Hey, you did you know Tiger Perception can't say the word guar? He called them tigers." <laughs> no, that's that true. That was very strange. He he could not pronounce guar. If you really? can pronounce guar. Uh, yes, it was a Michael Kirkbright side thing, which I don't think will ever come back up, but it's out there. Huh. That is so weird. That's so funny. Is, I, that, I, is that where the whole Tiger Boy thing came from? Uh, it's tied into it. That's the 
Akavir, uh, where the tiger people are the empire, basically. Right. How odd. It's all silly. That's so funny. But well, as I was saying, part of how I like to teach people things is I like to approach it from an angle where it can be more memorable. Like, oh, hey, you know, like maybe you have fun with it this way and then I can go a bit more into it now that yeah. mm -hmm. I've caught your attention. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting challenge trying to find different ways to do that. But it's been a pretty good time for me overall. Uh, personally, I've uh, played two different RPGs in this month, which is probably a record for years. <laughs> like, I think uh, in, like, was it 2019? I played one new RPG. Uh, what was it? Disco Elysium. How'd you like that? Which, if uh, you haven't played Disco Elysium, I completely recommend it. It was... One of the best games I have ever played. I <laughs> I kind of want to just talk about Disco Elysium now. Well, but we I played too much Cyberpunk... about it, but you liked it, which I, is good to know. Yeah. Uh, I played Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, Underrail. Very different experiences. Uh, I'm sure you've all heard about what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. It's... It's when it starts turning up on things like the BBC World Service Radio. Did it really? It goes out. It did, yeah. And the people who were reading about it, you know, reading it out, clearly didn't yeah. understand what was going and on. And a new video game has made some people unhappy. More at six. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty it, much. It's more than only, that, though. They lost British. more than a billion dollars in uh, stocks yeah. uh, from people uh, selling and uh, short-selling their company in response to the reception of the game. Yeah. It it is actually kind of crazy. But I mean, I played on PC. Uh it wasn't as bad for some people. I think the game crashed somewhere around 100 times during my playthrough. That's That's a lot of crashes. Mm. And that yeah. was how, how long was a playthrough? Uh it was like I want to say like 30 40 hours I topped out at before I made it to the very end. If I was rushing, it would probably have been 15 to 20. Crashed about 100 times during 30 to 40 hours. Most of that was within the same four-hour stretch of one mission, which corrupted every single save I had. Ugh. So right. it was a mandatory main story mission, too, so... Uh, that was painful. But, uh, up until that point, I was playing on the highest difficulty of the game. You know, I was going like, yeah, I'm hardcore. I can handle it. If I die, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll get better. You know, I was uh, doing that old, I'm a hardcore gamer thing. Anyway, uh, and you once... remembered, I'm not. <laughs> it, it's not just that. It's like you die once. Most of your saves are gone. There's about a 1 in 10 chance you have one save that will load. Do you still want to risk, in, yeah. in a scenario where you can die in like half a second, do you still want to play that game when it's like five hours to restart the whole game? Yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting once they finish experience. Fixing it, but 
anyway. I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing Cyberpunk again when it actually works. Mm-hmm. That's uh, cool. I also played Under Rail, which I guess I'll get into at a later time. It did make me think about how RPGs work a lot with uh, class systems in general. How, like, some games will limit you on a class system when you're by yourself, so... You just can't have access to some certain parts of the game. Uh, we'll probably get back into that at a later time. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, anything else you wanted to share before we... Um, be safe. Be... Uh, be the a show's not over yet. We can still humans. keep going. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an end of show thing. I mean, you want me to share what I've been thinking. That's what I've been thinking. Be good to people, man. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, as for me, basically, yeah, I took a bit of an ESO break and a streaming break after, basically after Extra Life event, because that was a lot. Like, I was on my computer for basically 24 hours, uh, and that kind of burned me out. And it was a lot of work. There was so much planning that went into that and, like, organizing and just, like, exciting we did amazing i'm super happy we hit all our goals that we really expected to like i had a blast but it was a lot a lot of work um so we're doing things a little bit different this year with extra life is we're joining in with uh tales of tamriel and a couple of other of the eso groups and joining the the elder heroes team so we'll do a little bit different kind of fundraising there we won't just do have a team of uesp um other than that, kind of took a break from Elder Scrolls for a little while and then kind of came back the past like two or three weeks. I've been as part of my ex speaking of extra life as part of my. Um, milestones, we'll say uh, I have to play ESO only on Stadia until the end of the month, um, which hasn't been too bad. The one thing, the, the only thing that is not good about it is the lack of add ons is just well, yeah. killing me. <laughs> the only thing. That's it. Well, okay. The only problem. But that's what I'm saying. Is biggest problem. The platform itself runs smooth. I haven't had any errors. I can do anything I would want. But I basically have to play it as if I'm playing on console. Um, mm. Which now I feel for the console folks so much more. Um, it's also got... I've got like a list of UI things that I would love, love the team to look at. Like... A mini map like the fact that there's no mini map is insane i want to be able to move some of the default elements in the game like the the fact that the this this drives me insane and i don't know how nobody has ever talked about it the magicka bar being behind the chat window is the most infuriating ui thing i've ever seen if you're playing at 1080p and you use a potion or a food that buffs your magicka. The magicka will move out far enough that unless you make your chat window a tiny little square that looks like this, it will be behind your chat window. Huh. Which is just... I'm... How? Why? Uh... I wonder if that's why I use a... Because a... I, I can't remember why I ever switched to a custom UI. I did. Yeah. At some, you know, years and years and years, like about five years ago, I switched to a custom UI. And I wonder if that was why. That's one of the reasons oh. why I'm like, literally, I was like, before I switched to Stadia on PC, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to go as minimal on add ons to, to ease myself into it. And then I was like, oh, oh, 
no so that yeah mm. that that infuriates me to no end um if you're playing at 1440p or 4k not a problem at all because then the ui gets stretched and then but if you're at 1080 you either have to minimize the ui down to very small but i'm like i just wanted to do the little stack that i do with like lui i have mm. it like in the little triangle that's perfect that's exactly how i want it to lay out but no no luck there um other than that though like stadia has been flawless like being able to play on my phone's really cool i play on my mac i play even on pc it works great like there's no um i would really like it if they bumped up to 60 frames per second uh right now it only runs at 30 um but that's all i have for complaints about it is that there's no add-ons and that the frame rate's a little bit low other than that there's everything works perfectly i've been going in doing a ton of other stuff um I ha- yeah it, Honestly, be paying, I think it's it was on sale for $6.99 at one point, but it's probably $15 now. Be paying $15 to have access to ESO if you're a PC player on your phone, I think is 100% worth it. You don't need to subscribe to anything. You just have to pay $10 and then you can play and like get your daily login reward from your phone. No matter what phone you have, no matter what tablet, computer, anything, you could just log in. I can't imagine attempting to play it on my phone. It's there's a there's a over screen controller interface. Uh so it puts oh, you into the controller imagine. UI. Um or you can get um like you can get a controller too and use a controller on your phone or your tablet or anything like that. Um it works. It's like it's crazy that it actually works. I've done it a few times. Um like I was I was waiting at the lineup for I think to get to the drugstore because I had to wait outside for the store limit to be low enough and I loaded up ESO on mm-hmm. my phone and just kind of went and got my daily rewards I went and did a couple writs on my phone like yeah wow. it's crazy it's really cool I, I loved it that is crazy I like it yeah it was it was a lot of fun so I'm amazed that it's worked so well um I started playing so I started playing through Oblivion again which I haven't played since it originally came out on Xbox 360. So that's been a trip because I apparently don't... Like, I can go through Morrowind with, like, my eyes closed, I feel like. I played so much of it. For whatever reason, because... Well, actually, no, I know the reason. I was in first-year university when Oblivion came out. Um, so I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to to play um, Oblivion and keep going through there. So that was a lot of interesting things that i missed because i was either probably sleep deprived at the time or partying and just don't remember anything from that period of my life um <laughs> so playing well, through party animal yeah playing through university the party pylon was a very different pylon um mm. but it's yeah it's just a complete brand new game essentially to me i don't remember anything i remember all i remember is the dread of oblivion gates that's the only thing I really remember from the game is going into the Oblivion Gates and be like, oh, I have to do this again. This is going to take forever. Um, so that's been a lot of fun and chat's been helping me out through that. It's been really, really cool. Um, I also have basically like completely replaced my entire like audio setup on my desk. I've got like a new interface. I got a stream deck. I got a new monitor. I've just been like going crazy because I'm like, well, I'm stuck at home and I'm using this now like... 10 to 15 hours a day so might as well make it as good as i want it to be i'm not going to go on any like normally we budget out for two big trips in a year 
that's what we kind of do. And I'm like, well, that's not happening. So I might as well have fun making our home a little bit nicer. Um, other than that, yeah, that's really all I've been up to. So I have a new to me microphone. Ooh, yeah, you do. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I mean, that's no, a no, really no. nice microphone. It's the SE40. Oh, what is it? It's the SE. 4400A. Yeah, which is a. SE4400A. Very high end mic. Like that, it's a quality mic. It had its own flight case. I've never seen a flight. And it was like this little mini flight case. Yeah, mine has, mine has that too. <laughs> Cut out. I was like, whoa, a microphone with its own flight case. Whoa. Um, but yeah, I don't know where it came from. Um, my husband does. Uh, my husband's in a bunch of bands, uh, which obviously are not doing anything at the moment. Um, he's in four or five different bands. And I uh, I don't know where this came from. I don't know. The, the arm he bought for me. And gave it to me as a for Christmas present. Like, hey, have a microphone. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what I always wanted. Um, but yeah, the actual mic, I don't, I don't think it's mine. I think, I think I'm just borrowing it. But who knows? Oh, it's really <laughs> nice for now. I also, I literally before the podcast, I finished setting up. I have a curved monitor now, and I've never had that before, and it's really cool. Um, I have decided I really liked curved monitors, and I'm now going to be an evangelist for telling people to buy a curved monitor. So. Yeah, you can't get them so much on laptops. No. Well, now you just need a secondary monitor for your laptop. Solved. <laughs> Solved. Awesome. Well, why don't we pop over and talk about... Basically, we're going to go back in time and talk about all the crazy things that happened in 2020. So we'll do that now. So 2020 was crazy. I think that's basically all we can say. Like that's, that's it. Show's over. 2020 would be crazy. And now we can sign off. But no, a lot of really big things happened from uh, the Elder Scrolls in 2020. Um, I think we'd be remiss not to talk about probably the biggest event that happened in 2020 was the announcement that Microsoft bought ZeniMax. I think that's something nobody, nobody saw coming. And if they said they saw it coming, they're lying to you. Um... It was allegedly for around $7.2 billion. Um, AKB had the best analogy. Do you want to say that again? I remember that on the show. Uh, basically, they paid uh, slightly less than two Star Wars for Zenimax. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, the second largest software media acquisition ever in history. Um, and that should be finalizing sometime this year. Uh, I think they said they expect it to... Um, finalized in September or Q3. I can't remember exactly what they said. It was like a response that it won't be happening right away. It'll be happening later in this 2021 once it's all decided and it goes through all the, uh, what's the word? Certifications and stuff like that to make sure. It's well, it's all like the, the equipment, whatever in the US is the Monopolies and Mergers yeah. Commission. Yeah, they so have to go in front of the a SEC. board and explain we're not a trust. Yeah. Yeah, so it has to go through all that stuff, but um other crazy little things that happened is like ESO came out on Stadia so it got a new platform which we just talked about a few minutes ago and then it stopped being on GeForce Now when it started being on Stadia which is a coincidence we'll say um 
Yeah, so uh, Baratron, why don't you kind of go through? We'll do a little bit of a uh, summary. We won't, we're not going to go too, too deep into everything, but uh, what about happened in no, ESO? No, I mean, if people want to see all the details, then they can, they can read Check the, the show, show notes, because we put literally everything in here, but we're not going to talk about we all of it, because otherwise in. we'll be here until next week. So, yeah, the year started with the live announcement in Las Vegas, and it was super exciting. <laughs> and basically, any fans who, who wanted to go, as long as you applied, like within about a five-day window, yeah. you, you could get a ticket to go. And it was super exciting. And all the UESP staff said, oh, my God, we'll try and go next year. Yup. Yeah, it would have been great. Uh, so I went on a cruise, and I had that booked. And then the, the day that I was leaving for the cruise was the day that it was happening. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not going this year, but I'll go next year. I definitely won't book next anything. Year, yeah. I just I just couldn't afford to just, just fly to Las Vegas on, on short notice. Cause, you know, from so from where I live, a tr- I can get a trip to Las Vegas cheaper than I can get a trip to, like, um, somewhere maybe like to Quebec, which is an eight hour drive. Mm-hmm. I can fly yeah. cheaper to Las Vegas than I can fly cheaper to like Quebec or Ottawa. Well, is that, was that then or now when that's uh, always the... been the case? It's because there's just so many deals in Las Vegas. They just want you there. So you spend money. I don't know what flights I, are like I now. Admit, I can't fly I just anywhere. Up, uh, I just looked up how much it cost me to fly out to Vegas. Uh, it is only a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right now, because they want to get people on planes. Anyway, yeah. so I'll be there in um, five hours. <laughs> yeah, but nothing's happening. <laughs> so the quarter one ESO uh, dungeon DLC was called Harrow Storm, and it came with it. The, uh, you had to re-download the entire oh, game. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but the reason for that was that the game was drastically reduced in size. Um, they took out stuff that wasn't needed they compacted they compressed it, it. yeah know. they compressed it and rearranged they, a lot yeah and the subsequent patches have also been smaller um now apart from that the harrow storm had two dungeon deal do dungeons it had ice reach with lyris titanborn and unhallowed drive which was our introduction to fenorian uh which has some fun secret areas but i i personally am bad at grappling hooks <laughs> there's quite a bit of that thing where you know you have to grapple to, to a hook and then let go of it and grapple to the next hook while you're falling and oh, I'm not yeah. going oh, man. Uh, and then quarter two of course was the Greymore chapter so how did everybody feel about Greymore overall kind of just very positive me I yeah. mean uh, the Grey host is my true ally <laughs> I uh, I liked Greymore and I think the story was good the setting was great the systems were great the the only thing is I'm not a vampire fan, so mm. I got a little bit of vampire fatigue. I would vampired say from, out. Yeah, I got vampired out. Um, it reminded me similar to the feeling I got when I used to play World of Warcraft from orcs and the World of Dr- Warlords of Draenor expansion, where it was just like I just don't want to see an orc orcs. anymore. Yeah, I don't care about orcs. <laughs> I just don't want to see orcs anymore. Had enough of the process yeah. now. I am always way, way, way behind with the with the story, um, because most of my ESO time is spent either doing guild stuff or, or yeah. you know, group content. So I've only done the tutorial and the first quest of the storyline. But antiquities, oh my goodness, love, 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 love antiquities. antiquities. I've leveled That's two what I mean. characters like the, to max. And like, I didn't feel like the story was bad. The story I think went was great and it was interesting. Yeah. I. There was, it was good all the way through. I just felt like I'm like... It was just a bit too vampire. It was yeah. just too uh, much vampires. At the time, <laughs> uh, it, it was a, this was a while ago, but I think I 
I complimented it by saying that it was the first zone of ESO I had ever actually finished. Yeah. Like, the first zone I 100%ed. So, it, it did get me more into ESO, which I guess hats off to it. I did have a good time with it overall. Yeah, I think the zone the zone was great too. Like, especially after they fixed that weird way shrine thing. Um, they added yeah, the, they added, they added a way they shrine. They added two new two new way shrines to the Western Skyrim map, which is actually unprecedented. They've never added way shrines to a finished zone before. I and it was just because there were a few places that were hard to get to. Yeah, it was uh, especially with the how the mountains were. Basically, you had to take this giant road with nothing on it uh, to go to a few uh, event locations for the hero storms or yeah. world bosses if you rolled it. And if you went there, like, oh, well, that's an extra 30 minutes. Hopefully no one uh, kills it during that time and I miss out on it and have to wait even longer. Yeah, they fixed a lot of that, though. Yeah. Yeah, now it's fine. One of the things uh, that was interesting was, you know, they totally changed how vampires work for, for player characters. <laughs> and uh, so they made it so that vampires were a lot more powerful, but also a lot more, I suppose, for, for want of a better word, a lot more handicapped, you know, a lot more um, things that, you know, the, they made it much more balancy. So they didn't just get power. Yeah. They had power and drawbacks. And the thing I've noticed is that those vampire changes are still very, very unpopular with players. Um, there's far fewer people who play vampires as are. I put in inverted commas in the show notes seriously. In other words, you know, a vampire build for PvP. Yeah. A vampire build for trials. Those don't really exist anymore. And the majority of players who play vampires are doing it for... Because they want... Or they want to be a vampire. Like, regardless of roleplay yes. or not. They're, they're, you're playing a vampire yeah. now because you want to be a vampire. Whereas before, like, I remember if you wanted... Like, if you were playing a tank, you played as a vampire. Because it was just... It was that better. So... There were cert yeah, certain certain roles in which you had an advantage. Which and I like that personally. I don't like the idea of forcing a for a player to be the most efficient they can be, making a like making a character pick a vampire. Because it's a it's mm -hmm. a very distinct choice that the player makes just for the bonuses. Especially especially when you think about law, you know, if if you want to be um it it does it make any sense for a, a vampire to be a Templar? Yeah. It it's possible, but does it actually make sense? You know, if Templars get their their powers from, from Stendar uh and the Divines, right. does and it make they sense? Completely for them to... despise vampires yeah. and mm. deny them any support. Yeah. So so I think it is good that people now are vampires because they want to be. Not because yeah. it's it's the most powerful, but it, it is interesting. They could still to, make to they could, they could they'll probably still tweak them at some point and bring them back up a little bit in power level. Um, oh. yeah, but it's gone roboticy for me. I think my internet's dying. Oh, internet. Well, why don't we move on and talk about then? Stonethorn came after, which was one of my favorite dungeon DLCs. I think that we've ever had. It's amazing. The dungeon design in Stonethorn is just off the charts well done like i castle thorn was amazing and stone garden i like i those are those ones come so up on the randoms for me and i'm excited to play them which mm -hmm. i don't know if there's any other which DLCs normally, that you know, I'm like, 
a lot of dungeon DLC, it comes up and you're like, oh no, oh, this is gonna you be a know slog. it's going to be hard and it's going to take yeah. a long time and it's going to be hard. And, and that doesn't mean they're these, bad. These two come up. Because that is something that's like, sometimes you want to go through and like try to test your skills and try something too. And the, and Stone Garden and Castle Thorn aren't easy. They're not like cakewalks, yeah. but it's something about the way they're designed they're so and laid fun. out. They're just so fun fun to do yeah even when you're struggling you're like i'm still enjoying this and there's ways that you can go to make it a little bit easier for you and make it a little bit harder like there's kind of like the this dial you can turn up and down like in um stone garden you can go and find the plants to make the alchemy the alchemy mini game you can if you're like we're struggling with this let's go back turn in all these mushrooms and we lose out on a little bit of a bonus but then we can actually get through it like there's tons of fun things with that so so they made a change that uh, from Stonethorn onwards, all veteran dungeons will have a new challenge banner for bosses which have a more hard mode. So you can see clearly if hard mode's turned on. So it's not the thing, you know, where you read a note yeah. and scream and clutch your head and then you maybe you looked away at the point where the yeah. screaming and head clutching was going on and you don't know you have hard mode. So there's always a banner. Um, and veteran Castlethorn has hard mode for every boss, not just the final boss. And I've actually done the first two. No, nice. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, they didn't take that long the last one is is hilariously hard yeah i haven't done the hard um, ones on those yet and the npc pathing in houses was super fun if you want to look, check out at baratron's primary on pcna you can see a guard bear walking around yeah. sniffing at things checking stuff out and it's yeah super fun yeah uh and then we come to mark Karth, which was probably the most polarizing of dlcs not because of content in it but that's kind of where the bugs hit like a new a new level the bugs um the actual story and quest line and zone were awesome actually it was i i think personally i liked markarth better than graymore as far as the story quest goes because it didn't feel as just like vampire 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 like having the 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 reach folk in there and getting to explore the reach Mm. witches a little bit more and there were still vampires and all that and Lady Belaine and but having that in there made it feel much more alive and I've, I just really liked the story I found it I was really easy to get into it for me um but that was also the time that houses became inaccessible trials were basically uncompletable dungeons were causing yeah, so many problems work. like it was and like I think that was a, it was a hard thing for the uh community to go through because it was like no matter how how happy you were with the game like you're like yeah but this is rough this was rough for a it's lot it's very of hard to play when you're when you're being randomly disconnected yeah um certain dungeons and trials were basically uncompletable you take you take a group of four people into a dungeon and you all get kicked off when you lose you lose the instance yeah. or if you could get and three people like half the time you would go in and i would have one person that was just like nope won't let me in um but interestingly, yeah, and obviously that's because of the rush. The funniest thing about that, though, is that I did more trials and dungeons during that time than I ever have before in ESO, because I like I went through Kiz's boot camp, as I keep saying, um, where he basically taught me how to play the Elder Scrolls. Um, so like I'm now able to do like 75k DPS, which I couldn't do. Like I think. A month before Mark Earth came I out. I still can't. I, a month before Mark Earth came out, I was topping out at 20. 
And I was like, okay, like I'm doing okay. I'm like, oh, now I can actually like carry a dungeon if I do a random. Like I don't have to worry about things as much. And I like, I know how rotations work. And so I was spamming trials and dungeons like mad. And I never personally ran into any of the problems, um, which was really interesting, which was interesting. So I think it was like a, I, I don't know what was the cause of a lot of them. Like I know some of them were because of uh, new particle effects that they were doing. A new lighting system was causing problems with drivers and things like that. But a PS4, I think, got crapped on the most with uh, bugs, which is also funny because PS4, I think, is also the one that got crapped on the most with bugs with uh, Cyberpunk. Mm. Um, I think it's just hard to build PlayStation games, it sounds like. Um. Now, of course, Markarth had the best oh, the feature best in quality of life improvement the game's ever had. Ages, which was what they uh, the item set collections. Oh, or the sticker, sticker book. Yeah, and what this does is it allows you to uh, deconstruct bound set items, or, or or you know you can deconstruct them and they become bound, and then any bound set item that you normally get from dungeon or a trial or something like that if you're not using it you can just get rid of it and rebuild it later with transmute crystals and as a result the transmute crystal limit increased from 100 for non-eso plus to 100 with eso plus to 500 and a thousand and they're much easier to get as well they they uh introduced a few new sources your first uh random normal dungeon of the day per character gives you 10 and it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, sorry. No. Um, we also- Wicked Shift, he said he cleared out 700 bank and inventory slots because he... he oh, yeah. I, I was running... I was also being silly and, like, keeping every single piece of item that I dropped because I was like, I don't know if I have this. I don't know if I'm, mm-hmm. like, anything that dropped that I didn't have already. I'm like, okay, well, I'm saving this so that I can fill it out when it comes live. I'm not as militant about it now, but, I yeah, my inventory was in rough shape before it came out. Um, 2020 also saw uh, Zenimax Online Studios' second ever game release, which was the incredible Smolder Scrolls Online, uh, which was our um, Valentine's, Valentine's Day special. Yeah, we didn't have a yeah. uh, April Fool's joke because nobody wanted April Fool's jokes in 2020, but we did get a Valentine's Day special, which was a dating simulator for the three kind of main characters from... Uh, the original games alliance storylines. So we had Razumdar, Darian, and Naryu, uh, which was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, outside of that, that's pre- pretty much it for ESO. They had a YouTube channel with where they made a got a promotion with uh, making sweet rolls. Um, the Twitter account was hilarious as always. Uh, Sarah is one of the funniest people uh, on the internet, so the Twitter account was doing great. Um, we went to PAX, uh, a bunch of the UESP folks, and it was kind of my first chance mm-hmm. to meet everybody and meet a lot of the... De- I meet the developers. I hadn't had a chance really to meet them before that, so that was really, really fun. Um, yeah, I got in trouble. Baratron must have wrote this note because I got in trouble with Finn for being too loud during the Doom Eternal panel because uh, we were also talking. We were just talking, and apparently yeah. we have loud voices. And he... He snored so loudly that he kept his roommate Tanko awake all night and then made him panic when he stopped snoring. It's true. I owe Tatanko my life because <laughs> he could have just left me to die, but he woke me up saying, I thought you were dying. Um, I wasn't dying. I just had a, I had a cold, which in hindsight, 
I'm like, how on earth did I go to Boston when I had a cold? Like, if I tried to go anywhere know, right? now, but I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, I just have a little cough. Like, it's just like a little cough. So my, and like clogged nose. So I was snoring like crazy, but I won't suscept uh, Tatanko to that next year when we go back. I'll make sure that he doesn't have to be terrified. He also and, locked and himself. And by next year, you mean 2022. I'm talking about next year, not this year. Um, well, supposedly they're, they're talking about a PAX being in, in June. June. They're, they're doing, I'm not going. If. There's no, there's no well, way on earth I am going to Boston in June. Like we're, it's not going to be gone by then. Even if it is, I'm going to have depends a. depends if I'm. Because uh, I know where I am on the list for vaccines, and it's like you know, even if, if I have that, I'll go. I don't think even then I'm going to be comfortable at this point. Because even if you're fully vaccinated, if someone like sneezes in your face, there's still like a five percent chance you're getting it. Mm. Um, no, no, it's still be, we're not. We're still going wearing uh, you're you know, wearing face shields and, and I know. masks. I think it's just going to be a mess at this it's point. I don't. Awesome. I can't see yeah. them really planning, really happening. If it does, I mean. Regardless, if it happens in June, I will be currently with a like three week old baby. So I'm definitely well, that's not going to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, there's no way the three week old baby's immune system is going to make a difference, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing at PAX uh, Shifty and I went to was Tori uh, Schaefer, who used to uh, write for ESO and Sarah Hecker, who we've already mentioned. They did uh, a panel along with some other people, which was the realities of creating LB, LGBTQ plus content in games. And it was really good. There are some really, really interesting points that came up. Yeah. Um, pay your sensitivity readers. Don't yeah. just say, oh, hey, you're a bi person. Can you read my story to make sure it's not offensive? Pay them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was... Pax was a lot of fun though. It was really, really fun. Uh, really it good. Was, yeah. Um, Legends news. We, as we talked about a little bit, the announcement for the um, shutdown of the Asia server happened, which we were all kind of sad about. We're sad about because you know we hoped that uh, that was going to revitalize the game in the rest of the world, and it lasted less time. Yeah. So um, I don't know why. And with the main game, basically, it's still on life support. So. It might come out of the coma at some point, but nobody knows at this point. It's <sighs> unlikely. Um, Blades had a lot of fun patches, which was good. I feel like 2020 was really good to Blades. Like there was a lot of cleanup of the game. It came out on Switch, which was really cool. They added the motion controls. Um, they've added seasons for PvP. Like there was a lot of quality life improvements in uh, Blades, mm. which was really good. Um, Skyrim. So I... Uh, I appreciate the fact that it actually came out on the Nintendo Switch like they promised. Yeah. Uh, so there is still vague hope that it will actually be on the PC someday. I think it will be at some point. Um, but it's just, I think at right now it's just not worth it. Uh, but yeah, it's a great no, Switch game. Because when we when we spoke to uh, obviously it was uh, two years ago that we spoke to Todd Howard about it, he said that the the sort of purpose of it was for older people, you know, hitting your thirties yeah. and forties. This guy, so you, something that you can play for five or ten minutes. Yeah. Um, in between, you know, waiting for your kids or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's a hundred percent what I use it for. Like, if <laughs> I'm depressing. just like, that's what I do. Like a lot of the time, like. My game time from when I was in my 20s to when I'm in my 30s now is like just exponentially smaller. 
like having a playing games on my phone is probably where I play most of my games now because it's just I don't have a five hour time frame I can chunk out and be like I'm gonna play games for this five hours I get really immersed in the story unless I like book it unless I like specifically schedule that to happen so sad I mean there's other things that are fun I get to play with my kids and we get to play like like wrestling in the basement like we have tons of fun otherwise but it's just like for games that's just not where it is whereas having those online mobile phone games i can be like oh, i'm gonna play for 10 minutes i'll just go through and do do a quick dungeon in blades and then pop back and do adult stuff so that's been good um skyrim creation clubs new releases got delayed i think for the entire year did we get any yep. at the beginning of the year or uh no we no. were expecting them early in the year and then it got all like ultra delayed yeah. And then we heard uh, news about it, I want to say, early December. Oh, hey. It was late November, no, was, early December, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely November. Uh, they were going like, yeah, uh, we actually got released for uh, uh, hol- the holiday period before the year's over. And yeah. then he said, yeah, that was a mistake. We're not doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they never changed mind. their mind about that. Yeah. yeah. So- and apparently they've just been... Uh, they said they never stopped development, so they're sitting on a ton of, uh, stuff. And I think they said it was, it's all kind of held back by like QA kind of things. Yeah. Because of the work from home. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't quite understand why the, that's not happening when Zoss are going ahead making things. But. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know why they at least delayed out of a uh, holiday season. It was, uh. The reason why everyone's yes, a bunch of uh, it was yes, the beast known as Cyberpunk. You don't want to release something around Cyberpunk because no one will notice that it got released. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got called arms in 2020, which was really really cool. Like, yeah. so it was introduced, it became a thing. We got the first chapter. They introduced new stories, new adventures, and tons of tons of things. And we know the next installment. Yeah, because I. Because um, we don't have Lost in Hyrule, I had to go through the, the, the uh, Call to Arms news over the year, and I was actually amazed. There was how a lot much of things they have introduced. Yeah, they went through a lot. Because you know they started with the Civil War. They've introduced characters, you know, like Janassa, Mercurio, Dakethus. Uh, you know, you know the the characters who are in Skyrim, the game. Yeah, companion basically. Um, Imperial officers, General Tullius, like at Ricker, um, Ulfric Stormcloak. Stone first. So I was like, wow, that's a ton of people. And I remember seeing as well that beautiful um, Bleak Falls Barrow, you know, the yeah. one that, that I think cost about £130 and it's about, you know, yay big. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my hands here. It's bigger than my laptop, more or less. Board gaming is expensive. Yeah. And then there was some other stuff that, that they introduced as well, which isn't specifically for Skyrim. Um, but it can be just used the environment. Like, yeah, there was a dragon and uh, no, the dragon and specifically. And the dragon specifically. Skyrim. Oh, was the dragon? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they've just introduced so much stuff, and if you can afford it, and you're good at painting, and <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you, you could just go out and spend like you could just go out and spend five hundred pounds on this and, and have a lot of fun. I've, I, I, we keep. I mean, technically, like we can justify spending it on one editor but they would have to paint it all uh construct it all <laughs> to the highest level of quality yeah 
well, if you want that job. Yeah. <laughs> Not it. Um. I, hey, I, I get I get my models, you know, pre-painted. Oh, yeah. I'm not painting them. I'm hiring somebody to paint them for me. Uh, Sir Fire, if you're listening right now. Uh, yeah, we have work for you. Um, uh, he has a job. <laughs> I mean, so and then uh, kind of talking about just the other things that happened, like it's kind of hard to, to even discuss 2020 without talking about COVID because it was the dominant force of the year, which is uh, like as like, as bad as it was and as bad as the everything that happened because of COVID. It's kind of interesting. as It's kind of historical. Like basically every person in the world now has this like shared story. About what 2020. A completely preventable disaster. Or, or, and everything that happened and everything that went, like the way it all happened. Like everybody in the world was affected by this in one way or another, other than maybe some remote colonies that have had no contact with the outside world for a long time. But it's this kind of crazy thing that everybody's going to have, like, and we're going to look back at it 10 years from now and be like, that was insane. Like, and you can talk to anybody about it, be like, remember 2020? And everyone will be like, yeah, that was wild. Um, and there are still people who don't believe it's real. That seems like, bonkers. What's wrong with you? Um, um, now Bethesda gave a hundred, uh, sorry, a million US dollars to COVID nineteen related charities, which was very nice. They gave uh, five hundred thousand to Direct Relief, twenty five thousand, twenty five hundred. I can't do language anymore. Yeah, uh, two hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> there we go. To UNICEF. <laughs> I'm just looking at these numbers, you know, it's like five with a load of zeros and uh, 25 with a load of zeros. Anyway, they gave they gave half of their million to direct relief, a quarter of their million to UNICEF and the final quarter of a million to uh, local charities chosen by each of their local studios or offices. So, so you know, they, ev- everywhere there's a Bethesda. Yeah. They had the choice to nominate a charity, which, which was nice. And like so much changed also, like we got a QuakeCon at home. We got Bethesda. Like the ESO lives were at home after that. Like they were all working from home. I'm working from mm. home now. I've never worked from home before. It's been kind of crazy. Um, but some of those ESO lives were great. Oh, they've been fantastic. fantastic. And, and, you know, you get you get the, the small child or, or, or dog uh, yeah. interrupting as well. And, and Gina's downstairs. Uh, Gina Bruno, who's one of the community managers for ESO, and the doorbell's ringing upstairs, but it's so real. Yeah. yeah. And I like it. I like that it's so real and it makes you feel, it actually makes you feel more connected than when they when they attempt to do a, a slick thing in the studio. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, I do it's good. wonder how many of those office jobs will return to the office and how many they'll just go like, yeah. might as well just stay remote permanently. Yeah, this saves us money. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll have to say. And UESP specific stuff too. Um, it can be saying our mod documentation has increased tremendously over 2020. Um, what was that? Um, we're documenting what's I don't know the we general. basically absorbed an entire website. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. They uh, were about to shut down, and by chance, one of our editors was talking with them. And we, they said, hey, what well, if we just hosted all of your stuff? So we ended up adopting a bunch of uh, mod wikis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I reset up our blog again and then failed to do any updates for the rest of the year after that. Um, just because, yeah, life got really 
challenging with everything getting shut down and lockdowns and all that stuff. I kind of ran out of free time. But so this year, hopefully 2021 will be the year of me revitalizing the blog and posting regularly. And at least one new article from me a week, I think is like my goal starting in February. <laughs> I do have a few articles I wanted to post there, but I haven't gotten around to. So it's also yeah. my fault. It's all, well, I mean, it's just hard to do. I posted some stuff. I posted some write-ups of, of uh, ESO lives when they were actually going over, yeah. you know, so, new stuff. I'm not going to write post a write-up of oh they ran a dungeon, oh, they ran a dungeon, you know, and they died so many times. You know, nobody's going to read that. Yeah. But. So I, I want to blame Pylon for this though, where I said, hey, since I'm already <laughs> writing it for the main page, I'm just going to post it over onto the blog, do a little tweaks here yeah. and there. And I'm It'll like, no, like no, no, no. Five minutes. I've got, I'll write the story about the Mac support because it directly impacts me. I'll do this. Don't You don't do it. I'll do it. And then I never did it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take that one. Um, also with that YouTube, we started working on, but I think we started before the pandemic working on doing some new kind of bigger content for our YouTube. Yeah. And then it just, we haven't been able to get it, get it rolling. It's Life so much work. just got too difficult. Yeah. Also, this is the thing I will say too. Like streaming is a lot of work. You creating YouTube comment is 10 times above that because you have to make it, like, it has to be perfect. Like it's so much more time involved, um, which is why like I, I do this in my spare time. I volunteer. I don't get paid for any of this. So it's like, it's really hard to get really good YouTube content when you're just like kind of like, doing it on the side so yeah because when you do the podcast i mean nobody expects it to be perfect no. because it's real it's live you know, it's stuff it like that like i edited um, i do a lot of cleanup afterwards but that's e cleanup af of something as after it already exists is a lot easier than creating something from scratch and building it out so yeah, we'll take another stab at it figure out what works yeah, we had a lot of really fun podcast episodes, too. I think we had a blast with the podcast. I'm actually very happy the podcast growth over the 2020 was tremendous. It dipped as we started going into the pandemic, and then it kind of just skyrocketed after that. We ended up, I think, with like a 100% increase in viewership and listenership over yeah, the course of the I year. Made, I made a list of all the particularly interesting Yeah, we had, Yeah, our Pride episode um, was amazing. I, I, that's one of my favorite episodes I think we've ever recorded uh, with Tori Schaefer. Um the, we started doing some lore episodes. Uh, the Bosmer episode brought with us the uh, Lehman Tuttle's uh, favorite restaurants of all the races, which was a very important uh, moment in history for us. Uh, yeah, the Altmer Argonian lore. We had a bunch of lore. We interviewed Dave, which was great. I loved interviewing Dave. Uh, we're going to try to get him on again um, in the new year again. We had our full day of extra life streaming, which is also just a ton, a ton of fun. Um, and we launched our Patreon. Right? We did. We didn't. Yeah, we launched it, was, it actually uh, this year. Uh, now, here's a story no one's told you about. It was actually originally my Patreon. Uh, I created. Uh, yeah. It, I want to say like. A, Your personal Patreon. No, yeah, I was. created one for the USP to Because I on. told you to, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and I told you to because they, they were, were changing their rules. The rate of how much money gets split between. <laughs> A Patreon and uh, the actual account. and the creator, yeah, yeah, right. So we were like, well, if we ever want to do this, we need the account now. 
So I, I, I originally I made it, and when I told Dave, well, why don't we do it for real, finally? Uh, he said, yeah, sure. Uh, wait, someone already made an account. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yes, it's okay, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, Who I, is this UESP? Is it the Utah? What was it like Utah? The Utah Educational, Educational Savings Plan. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. No, they changed no, their name. My five two nine. It'd be funny if they had a if they had a Patreon. That would be funny. Uh, yes, but yeah. Um, and the stuff in the oh, so good was just amazing. Like the the masks and um, there's an Argonian mask and a uh, Khajiit mask. And they're the kind of, you know, the really high quality ones that don't hurt your ears because they've, you know, instead of just a plastic loop, it's got the adjustable thing and it's got a pocket that you can put a PM 2.5 filter in. So, you know, it's good for like cycling and walking in the city yeah. and they're just so nice. Um, and the leg pens. Somebody want to tell the story of the leg pen because I, I laugh too hard to tell the story of the leg pen. Uh, right? I was uh, going through error the packages we got and we're like oh hey we have uh, these pens and they're great but why do they all say leg <laughs> we're like what <laughs> I, I sent a picture and I'm like every single one says leg w- what does this mean <laughs> and Dave looks at the design proof and he says at no point did these ever say leg like, there's <laughs> nothing that said leg anywhere in any document or any picture. Hmm. I have no idea where leg came from. It wasn't even like the word legend or something. It's, it was just, you know, um, yeah. unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Leg. leg. <laughs> uh, uh, I might have to mute myself in a minute. It's so funny. It just out of nowhere. It's leg. Legs yeah, for so days. I, I have like two leg pens sitting around somewhere. I'll have to go get them later. That's so I funny. want one. Uh, so want we ended one. up. Every give, time I see it, I'll die. More people got pens though because of that. Yeah. Because they actually, like, I think them. I do have one. Uh, shout out to uh, the creator of the pens. I don't remember the, their name off the top of my head, but they did uh, send us the new ones at no cost because yeah, yeah that was their fault. Yeah. It's so weird, and the leg isn't even in the same font. It's in a different font. It's so funny so strange um, um and there was a fancy a fancy notebook wasn't there yep. and yeah we had a journal a notebook a t-shirt notepads higher tiers got a t-shirt uh the tiny 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 a mouse pad it's a whittle it wasn't it's not that tiny it's, it's just smaller than my mouse either. it's literally my mouse is longer than it is I, I'm really? currently yeah. using it, and yes. that's not a problem for me. My mouse but... is normal size. I have normal. Yeah, it can be bigger. Just, I've got a big mouse, but yeah, obviously you got bigger, bigger hands than. It's true. Um, um, but we can't really talk about the Patreon without thanking everybody who subscribed to the Patreon in 2020. Like, yeah, the the, the support for the Patreon like blew us away. How many people were wanting to support UESP in one way or another? Like. It's doing phenomenal. So, like, it's doing so well that we can make it even better next year, which is really awesome that we can make cooler stuff, like I saw in chat, like, talking about maybe hoodies and stuff like that. Like, we're going to make everything better than we did the year before. We might make headbands. It's probably not going to be related to uh, the Patreon. I just want a headband, and if I'm going to own something, it might as well be UESP related. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need new sweatbands for do you, my. Uh... Do you want the wristbands as well? You know, to go. Maybe definitely. Um, and also with like the Twitch and the stream, and like we got to meet so many new people. I've gotten to like know a lot of the viewers, and the community has been growing. I feel like tremendously over 2020. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of more people to hang out with and chat with about the Elder Scrolls, which has been a lot of fun for me. So that's why I do all of this. I just like meeting new people and bringing new friends in, and so I think it's been really, really good that way. So for all the crap 2020 threw at us, I think there was a lot of things that we can be kind of thankful for and that turned out better. That wouldn't have happened if yeah. 2020 didn't exist. So, hey, it's uh, been a, I mean, for, for you, ESP, it's been a really good yeah. adjust life. I still don't want it anymore. Been, I'm still right. done with it. But I like looking at kind of like looking at it in hindsight, there was there's some moments that wouldn't have existed like. If 2020 didn't exist, like I probably Avron probably would have never started streaming with us because she was off for a little while and she was had some more time to do with us. And then I was off. So I was looking for more things to do with the channel and then was like, hey, do you want to stream and kind of stuff like that? Like there was a lot of just kind of serendipitous things because I was at home that I got to do more of. So uh, deep learning technology has gotten really crazy this year, probably yeah. because People have had a lot of time to sit at the computer. I, I mean, I, just look at that iron golem there. That is, uh, that's that's the not the quality it came with in arena. That is just beautiful. <laughs> just I just told uh, my computer, hey, uh, take this image, make it make it better. It, it works. Yep. He needs. We, we've said he needs one of those VTuber things because he doesn't want to show his face, so he can get you know like how Matty Gon streams and T the Khajiit people like that. They stream with a uh, with a with a Khajiit. Both actually, both of them, both of them stream yeah. with, with as a Khajiit. So and he can stream as a robot. I can stream. Uh, I could have a stream of cats. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's just. But you're not a cat. You're a robot. That'd be confusing. Yeah, I don't know. It's off brand. It's off brand. It is. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to probably call it for the night. I'm covered 2020. So next week we'll be back and we're going to be starting season three, which will be really exciting for the podcast. We'll have a little bit of change up and some things that we've been working on. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll probably start with a speculation podcast of what we think is going to be announced coming forward for the Gates of Oblivion. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but on th- behalf of myself, AKB, Baratron, and the rest of the staff, blah, 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 blah. I apparently haven't done this The speech. rest of the, the staff. The rest of the staff <laughs> at UESP. We want to thank you guys for joining us once again for the podcast, and we hope you all have a pleasant time. Be good to one another and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye, everybody. And wash your hands. Bye.